Up to Harris for a three ball. He got it. He is sacked. Down he goes. Tyler Hoover. Bang shot. Good. It's good. Kennedy looking. Center shot. away from one tackle. He's at the 20, the 15, the 10. He's got speed. He's going to the end zone. Touchdown, MSU. Live from Impact Studios, the only sports show from MSU campus. This is The Pack. And your host, Fino. That is right, guys. Welcome back to The Pact. As Lou mentioned, I'm your host, Fino, alongside, and happy MLK Day to everyone. 6.58 Eastern Time. We're on early this early this evening, guys, and it's you know a good holiday for everyone. No classes for MSU students, so it's good. It's good to be back in the studio with my favorite panels and my favorite people here in East Lansing. Guys, good to be back. Harry, how are you? Doing phenomenal. Enjoyed my day off from school. Did you? Not looking forward to going back, but hey. No practice? No tennis front? You're not good? today. Not, not today. today. Yeah. Not today. Enjoy your days off. Austin, how are you? I'm doing well. How about yourself? Not doing bad. I'm happy to be here with my favorite guys. Definitely. Faith, how are you? Amazing. Feeling better? Yes, except my my voice is kind of shot, but it's okay. So listen, <laughs> listen bear with us. Faith is dealing with a little bit of a short throat, but we're happy to have her. We wouldn't let her go anywhere. She's in her favorite spot, sitting in the same place as usual. So Faith... Glad you're healthy, Thank get better you. soon. And of course, Lou, how are you, Lou? Doing well, enjoying the holiday. Of course, happy holiday to you as well. So guys, you know, kind of for my opening little monologue here, we are talking a lot of stuff today. And, you know, we're talking Lions football. This Jim Caldwell hire, what do you guys think? We're going to have Austin and Harry kind of talk about that around 7.06 Eastern Time. Break it down for us. We'll break at around 7.21. And then coming back, we're going to MSU basketball again. I know we spoke about it last week, but Michigan State's still undefeated in the Big Ten. They're playing some great basketball. And, if, you know, they're dealing with that pain injury, but they're weathering the storm. They're weathering the storm. So we'll bring back our, our two guys from last week, Faith and Faith and Lou. <laughs> Faith and Lou, and they're talking basketball again. And it's big. you got Indiana tomorrow, and you got to look into two big games, college game day for Michigan State. They're playing Michigan on the 25th, and then they go to Iowa in a great game, a number 21 Michigan team and a number 10 Iowa team. Two teams to look out for. And, of course, we're bringing in Andrew Hayes, senior writer for MSU Impact Sports. He's our lead reporter here at the Impact for MSU Basketball. He goes to the games. He's got a press pass, so we're going to have we're a pleasure to have him in studio. He's our lead, uh, lead fo- basketball contributor, so it's really good to have Hayes in studio. We'll pick his mind a little bit. We'll talk Kaminsky. We'll talk the start. We'll talk Payne. Like I said, we are talking a lot of stuff. We'll break and then we're back to the round table, guys. A big game. And that's Brady versus Manning. Who is the better quarterback? As we know, Peyton's team gets the better of a 10-point victory, 26-16. Good game. And guess what? I think Peyton's a better quarterback. But we'll talk later, guys. We'll get opinions later. But kind of going into it, I just kind of what's what I'm burning on. And I, I, I don't know if you saw, you know... Uh, my post or, you know, the blog post for the pact. I spoke about Rodriguez last week, but I'm kind of burning about this interview with Richard or interview with Richard Sherman post game. And I'm going to pick your guys' minds a little bit for five minutes. And I kind of liked, I liked it. LOB Legion of Boom. And to me, what Seattle has done in that stadium is absolutely unbelievable. I haven't, I haven't lost a home game in two years, but 12th man aside, I want to give some credit to Pete Carroll. What Pete Carroll has done with that Seattle team has been absolutely outstanding. Wins 11 games last year. 
understand, replacement officials, that game with Golden Tate, whatever. You win 11 games, and this year, you go 13-3. and You win NFC Championship. You're going to the Super Bowl. In a cold place, where you're used to the cold, against a team that's got the best offense in NFL history, in my opinion, led by one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history, in my opinion. But the whole thing is, it's a great game. We got a great Super Bowl. We'll preview it next week on the pack. We'll do a Super Bowl edition about kind of talk about what we like in this game, favorite Super Bowl commercial, we'll do it all. A little Super Bowl edition on the pack. But mainly for me, guys, is that game is going to be very interesting. But going back to these post-game comments, I thought they were, you know, Sports Nation did something so interesting. It's whether, did you like it? Did you not like the comments? Some people thought it was classless. I didn't think so. I thought the, I, I thought the comments were just. The guy's amped for this game. He's, you know, he's enthused about this big win. It's very obvious him and Michael Crabtree do not like him, as in Richard Sherman, do not like each other. That's very apparent. But guys, this is the NFL. It's a big boys league. I'm okay with trash talking. Lou told me off air all the time. He goes, Fino, you know how much trash talking in the NHL there is? Lou Winfarris told me, he goes, Fino, I think the sport with the most trash talking is the NHL. And I would have to agree with him. I think the NHL's got a lot of you know, crap those guys talk about. And you know what? Same thing with football. These guys are big guys getting millions of dollars to get paid so. And on top of it, against Stanford coach, former Stanford coach, I say, Jim Harbaugh, and Richard Sherman, who played for Stanford, fifth rounder. And they didn't even like each other. And that, I think that all adds to the emotion of this game. This 12th man, all that emotion just adds into the game. And guess what? The stats may not show it, guys, but Richard Sherman had a hell of a game. I thought he had a hell of a game. Wasn't his best game, but still a hell of a game for a great cornerback. I thought so. But mainly these comments. And these comments for me, I'm okay. Like I said, I'm okay with the comments. A guy is in the game. But the Sports Nation poll, which I was actually, I will go far and say it was appalled. And actually, I was so shocked with these comments. It was just, I was just shocked. I was just completely shocked. Just completely shocked about it. And I'm curious to know. Harry, what do you think about these comments? I mean, Sports Nation said 60% of America thought it was classless and just distasteful. I thought it, 40% of America did not have a problem with it. Yeah. My question is, did you have a problem with it? I'm part of the 40%. I have no problem. I have no, with I've, I have no problem. Anything with it. Richard Sherman did or said yesterday. We sit here in this radio station, and we can talk junk about players. We can, we can sit in our couches. We can yell at a player for making a bad play. We can talk trash about the opposing team. Mm-hmm. But if Richard Sherman does it, all of a sudden it's classic. Classless. So that sixty percent, I look at him and say, "How can you judge somebody for doing something that you do sitting on your couch at home?" Because we all do it. We all get mad at our favorite players. You know, I was getting mad at Connor Cook early in the season. You You're know, fans. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. So, so to see a player do it, I don't mind it. And another reason I don't mind it is because he went and backed it up. Crabtree said he only made you one back play. Well, he made you the play. Up. He made the play. He made the play. So Sherman can say whatever he wants about Crabtree because he just showed up. It was a fifty-fifty ball. Crab, I mean, uh, Sherman jumps up, turns around, somehow gets that hand up. I don't know how he had the wherewithal to know exactly where the ball was and just tip it to his, to the other player. But it was, an outstanding it was a great play. play. It was a great play. Totally Richard outstanding. Sherman, it was a heat of the moment thing. I'm sure if he had a couple minutes to calm down, he wouldn't have been screaming at Aaron Andrews because he was going crazy. Shout out to Aaron Andrews for not losing her mind and just freaking out. She kept it calm during the during the interview and. No problem with Richard Sherman at all. I'll go far and say it was the greatest interview of Aaron Andrews' career. I'll go far and say that, Lou. I think it was the greatest because, you know what, that gave her so much notoriety. I loved it. I personally loved it. I don't know about that, but I definitely don't have any problem with his comments. I mean, he didn't say anything 
too bad, you know. It, it, I, I, I don't know how you could cl- classify that as classless. That's what America thinks. I, I, I think that's kind of outrageous. But I agree. Um, I agree. I mean, I, I think it, it, you call out a guy. I mean, you get called out, you call him out back, especially when you got the win. He didn't say anything too bad. I think you can say anything you want as far as it goes out on the Did field. Did he swear? No. I mean, we were okay with it. We were just. You didn't walk- say anything vulgar, and no. I mean, there's been much worse things. Let me ask. I'm you. pretty sure everyone can not agree to, with that. Yeah, but. I mean, 100. percent But let me ask you this real quick: Is he the best cornerback in the NFL? Uh, I don't know. Who's better? I Bill Belichick probably thinks he's, he's, he's up there, but I, I don't know if you could call him the best. Bill Belichick thinks he's Tlaib. Okay, Bill. But Faith, let me ask you real quick: Did you have problems with these comments? I mean. I think it was one of her best interviews, and I'll say something about that in a second, but I want to know your take on it, Faith. I think I have a feeling where you're leaning, but I'm curious to know what what, you think about these these comments. I thought it was funny. I mean, just watching watching the interview, I thought it it was a little bit funny Well, just the way he reacted and the way she did, but I think she handled herself well. Yeah, she did. I mean, that's a big thing, and that's why I think it was, like, her best interview. Yeah, but I I don't think what he was saying was wrong. I mean, it's sports, like, you know, Lou was saying you call somebody out, he, he's calling him back. You know, it's not like he swore. It's not like he said anything absolutely horrific. So I think the way it went, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. They're, gro- they're grown men. They're grown men. Yeah, and absolutely. I, 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 and, you know, we'll, we'll talk about it later in our round table. But, you know, I think I think these guys are just grown men here. And I think, you know what, they're in the game. They're getting millions of dollars. Guess what? They're going to the Super Bowl. And there's a lot of trash talking between these guys don't like each other. It's okay. He was excited, too. I mean, he's, obviously. He's very excited. I mean, and, you know like I said, I'm with Faith. I'm with Lou. I'm okay with the comment. I'm even okay with Harry. But, you know, let's kind of go into this Lions discussion because that's what really a lot of people want to talk about here. We haven't spoken Lions in a while. You guys got a head coach now. Congratulations, Lions fans. Just a kid from Jersey calling it as it is. But mainly, this Jim Caldwell. So many Lions fans have pulled me aside. They go, Fino, you know, what do you think about this hire? I, 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 think, it's, I think it's a BS hire because, you know what, I think we could have got someone better for the job. I liked Ken Wisenhunt. I go, guy, Ken Wisenhunt didn't want your team. Do I think Ken Wisenhunt would have made a better coach than Jim Caldwell for the Lions? Yes. But that's a moot point at this point because he's a Titans head coach now. But Jim Caldwell's your head coach, and guess what? I still like the hire. I still like the hire, Austin. I still like it. I like it too. A lot of people are questioning multiple different areas when it comes to Caldwell, of course. It's your brand new head coach, your uh, your team kind of uh, failed towards the end there, and you don't want to have something like that happening again. For me, I think obviously your number one target area of improvement would be Stafford because he needs to be that core leader. Okay. Well, I wouldn't call it improvement. I would call it uh, he's refining. Your guy. He, he, he's the raw talent, and we need to make him. You know, this coaching staff needs to figure out a way for him to knock those interceptions off and put it a little bit more towards touchdowns because he hasn't produced the yardage that he can produce and the touchdowns that he's produced to but very let me say different ballgames. Yes, I agree. But let me say this. There's no doubt about that. Matthew Stafford's raw talent is unbelievable. And for people that are questioning his hire, Jim Calda is a quarterback guru. This guy's a guru. This guy does. This guy knows quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. One of my friend, Lily Katibi, big Ravens fan, she tells me... Yeah, Faith, She's she, my sister. <laughs> yeah, she is Faith's sister in Capital Delta Sorority. But the thing is... And I talk to Lily all the time and go, Lily, and she goes, Fino, this guy is going to be a great hire for the Lions. He was a quarterback coach. This is he, Lily went as far as to say that, you know what, this guy pretty much made Joe Flacco into the quarterback he is today. Now, I understand he had a down year, but guess what? He won a Super Bowl under Caldwell as his quarterback's coach. I like the hire as well. The guy's a guru. 
And I keep saying he's a guru because this is what he does. He does quarterbacks. He does quarterbacks, okay? Not not only saying that, in an, in an interview that when he interviewed with the Lions for this job, this is how he prepared, uh, this is how he prepared Harry, okay? He went into that interview with every single thing Matthew Stafford did incorrectly as quarterbacking. And he said, this is what I would do differently. And he sold it on that. And to me, if that doesn't scream impressive, I don't know what does. I agree with you. I do think he's a quarterback guru. He's the, probably the premier quarterbacks coach in the NFL. He developed Peyton Manning when he came into Indianapolis mm-hmm. in 2002. That's when Peyton Manning's game really took a leap. And also last year, Joe Flacco better be paying uh, Caldwell some commission on that big contract he got after winning the Super Bowl because you know Jim Caldwell had something to do with that because he came in, Flacco had a great year, won the Super Bowl. But this is a team. This is not just a quarterback game. You have a whole team. You have to focus on the defense, and that's what the Lions really need right now is a great defensive mind, in my opinion. I do think Caldwell is a great assistant coach, but I do not think he's a head coach. He was 26-63 and 63 at Wake Forest and the NCAAs, and that's NCAA football. Maybe that's he's just different. not a recruiter, though. Yeah, maybe he's not a recruiter, but he went 14-2 and two and 10-6 and six with Indy, but that was when they had Peyton Manning, and at that point in Peyton Manning's career, I would say Peyton Manning was like the head coach. I mean, we see Peyton out there, Omaha, Omaha, Raising money. Exactly. <laughs> Raising money, you know, calling the audibles. And I think that's what happened because as soon as Peyton left, the, the Colts went 2-14, and 14, and that's how Caldwell got fired. It's, that's an that's a eight-game swing just, just from Peyton Manning leaving the team. Look, I'll say this. The thing with Caldwell, I totally disagree with you. I think the thing with Caldwell is he's a good head coach. Mm-hmm. And you keep forgetting, you, you know, yes, yeah, with Peyton leaving the team, whatever, fine. But a good quarterback – a head coach needs a quarterback. And you say a quarterback is a quarterback, but guess what? This is a quarterback league now. The NFL is a quarterback league. Can we agree on that? Yes, I mean, is that yes, something good? Absolutely. Agree. Okay. Without a good quarterback in this league, guess what? You're not going to be a good team in the NFL. Period. Period. Every team that is left in the play or were left in the playoff had a good quarterback. I think Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. I, I think Russell Wilson doesn't make mistakes. That's and I think that's key, especially for he Seattle turned it. I defense. mean, that first possession, okay, mistake, yeah. but fine. Yeah. We're all you know, we're all human. Mm-hmm. I would argue and say, guess what? Russell Wilson played a better game than Colin Kaepernick. Oh no doubt. Yeah, Colin absolutely. Kaepernick had those three three turnovers. I want to. Yeah, say. Yep. And that's 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 too that's too much for a, for a championship game. If you're trying to win a championship, you can't make three big mistakes. Right. In the preview of the game, they were saying. The key to the game is to see who protects the ball better. Mm-hmm. Clearly, that, Seattle protected the ball better. I mean, exactly my point. They're just better protecting. They're better protecting the football. But just going well, that ba- clearly comes back to lines though, because yeah. Cal- the first thing Caldwell said when he had his press conference was discipline. I love that. The Lions need a disciplined coach. Jim Schwartz just ran out there even... like a like a child. You know, the thing with Jim Schwartz is, I mean. <sighs> And what kills me about Jim Schwartz is he's a good guy. But who isn't a good guy? You know what I'm saying? Like, everyone here is a good guy. But the thing is about it is this is a this is a it's in men's league. It's about results. And Jim Schwartz never delivered results. Awesome, we were talking off air, remember? And you were telling me, Fino, this is the best talent the Lions have had in years. Mm-hmm. Here's a talent. You don't have the coach. Now you got that coach. The Lions have talent now. So the thing is, if you're looking at the Lions, you have the talent. Now you bring the head coach in. That's why I think it's a great hire, Harry. I think this is a great hire. Now, you say he's not a head coach. He's a coordinator. Yep. I think he's going to do excellent in Detroit. I really mm-hmm. do. But let me ask you this, bro. bro. Okay? Bro. 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 See what you got, bro. Yeah. Seriously, though, if you don't hire Jim Caldwell, who are you hiring? I think I would have gone with uh, Daryl Bevel from the Seattle Seahawks. 
He's okay. He's a, I mean, he's a great quarterbacks guy. He developed Russell Wilson. It's kind of out of left field. I was just looking up who. So offensive mind in all the way. way. Offensive mind, and I do I do like the way we hired a defense defensive coordinator because I think that's the key. I don't remember a Lions defense being great. We have the talent: Ziggy Ansah, Damakung Su, Nick Fairley. All those guys, those are great linemen. We do need to get a lot better in the secondary, but I think that's the key for us taking it to the next level because I do think Matt Stafford is good enough to win a championship if you have the right defense in place. You have to have a good defense. I agree, but that's – and going off that point, and that's why I think a better head coach for – I think the Lions should have went defense and they're yeah. off the head coordinator. And I can't argue with that because it and makes sense. And guess I'm staying in Seattle. I like Danny Quinn. Okay. I think Dan Quinn would have been an excellent hire for the Lions. And yeah. you know what? I have no problem with the call to hire, but if you're going to go defense, Austin, I have no problem with Dan Quinn as my guy. I have no problem with it. Well, I'm going to completely nix that. I don't think we should have gone deep. The so you like off? I, yeah. It didn't definitely. work, though. But, but then again, Jim Schwartz the, isn't yet. Exactly. It didn't work with the right guy. Yeah, I'll give you that. Could we? Could the Detroit Lions potentially have the right guy? Nobody knows because, let's be honest for a second, the past 50 years haven't been good. <laughs> How are we going to look at next year and be like, well, the Lions could win a Super Bowl this year? You know, it's, All right. so, All right. it's too hard to judge based off of, they, they picked a coach. Now, he knows quarterbacks. He's smart. Mm-hmm. Now, we don't know the actual Lions schedule. The only thing we do know about the Lions is that on October 26th, they're going to Wembley to play the Falcons. That's, that's, the, my, oh, that, that's my birthday. Just throwing that out there. Oh, nice. That'd, that'd be well, <laughs> well speaking of that, they're done, they're done with the evening games at Wembley. They're doing noon games at Wembley nice. or whatever, no, no, 1 o'clock games. So it's a 9.30 a.m. kickoff Eastern time, but that's just – that's the only game the Lions have set in stone because they're playing. But here's the thing. You obviously have your divisional team home and away, but here are your teams you're playing home. You're playing New Orleans. They have a quarterback. You're playing Tampa, new project. They're going to go deep into Lovey Smith. Buffalo, you never know with Buffalo. Miami, you never know with Miami. But they're going to have a new offense with, you know, they fire, you know, um, Sheridan. So it's going to be a different Sherman. A totally different situation. Mm-hmm. Then you're home to the Giants who have a quarterback. Then obviously that's an away game. You're playing Atlanta at Wembley. Carolina, quarterback. New England, quarter. This is all on the road. Yeah. New England, quarterback. Jets, well, they have a defense, but you're playing the Jets on the road. And then Arizona, they have a quarterback, and they have a great head coach, Bruce Arians. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the Lions' schedule next year, it's not easy. Not at all. It's not, it's not an easy schedule. Because when you look at it, Atlanta is going to be better next year. Carolina's great. New England's great. The Jets, the Jets won eight games with a terrible offense. You know they're going to have to revamp something. Arizona won 11 games and didn't even make the playoffs. <laughs> And you're playing all your divisional teams as you usual. Tampa's a rebuilding project. You play New Orleans, they're a great team. The Giants will be a, have a bounce back year. And then you play Miami and Buffalo, your two worst teams. So you're playing the AFC East. Yeah. And you just never know. But you're playing New England on the road, and you're playing Brady, you're playing quarterback teams. The point I'm trying to make, guys, is when you're playing mano y mano quarterback teams, you're going to need a good quarterback with a good coaching staff. Mm-hmm. With a good quarterback coaching staff. Exactly. So you have a good quarterback now at Stafford. You have the tools now. It's Jim Caldwell. So you would have gotten offense, just not Jimmy Caldwell. I'm just so curious. What don't you like about Jim Caldwell? I just don't like his track record. I just I don't really believe, I don't believe in. I know he reached a Super Bowl, but I just nah, don't I don't believe. know. He was he was the head honcho in Indianapolis. I feel like Peyton Manning is to the point in his career where he they just throw him the ball in practice and says go work on the offense. But he wasn't in his at that point in his career when Caldwell was his coach. 
Yes, I I think he was honestly. I think I don't the think couple of years before wow. before he got his neck injury, I think probably from 07 on, he just kind of he's a veteran at that point. About 10 years in the Let league. Let me ask you this. There was there were years between 02 but, to 06 where he was still the quarterback coach. Let me ask yeah, you. I know, I know. I'm saying that go ahead. Yes, I know. He was a coach in Indianapolis for those years. We know yeah. that. That that is set in stone, but I'm curious to know what do you think about John Fox? Now, and, and, and I'll bring a point. I'll, I'll bring this point full circle. But what do you think about John Fox in Denver? I think John Fox does a great job. Hell of a, I think, hell of a coach, think, right? Hell of a coach, but they also have unbelievable talent. You hear everything about the offense, but their defense is also phenomenal. They have Champ Bailey. They have Von Miller. Who's, who's never been playing. to a Super Bowl. Champ Bailey's Champ going Bailey. to his first Super Bowl. That's shocking. I remember he was a, in Madden. He was ninety. He was a 99 in like 04. So this guy has been around guy's for incredible. Years. He's been in Washington. He's been outstanding. Yeah. The point that I'm trying to make to you guys is this, okay, is simply put, all right, you look at John Fox as a coach, any good coach needs a quarterback. John Fox had Jake DeLone back in the day with Carolina when they won a Super Bowl, when they lost to New England. Yeah, he was good for that one year. He was a good quarterback when for that When daylight comes, yep. you got a DeLone. Exactly. exactly. Period. That's from Chris Berman, ESPN. i got to give you credit, Chris. But the thing is, guys, a good coach needs a good quarterback. And John Fox knows it. John Fox is a hell of a head coach, as I mentioned. But so is Jim Caldwell. Mm-hmm. You just need a head coach. And I think it's very apparent when Jim Caldwell was on the way out, it was just an indie. It, I think he just needed a refresher. That team was rebuilding. They just wanted it out, and they wanted to bring someone new in. They bring in Chucky Pagano. So, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I also think that every good quarterback also needs a good defense. I know Austin, me and Austin were talking about it, how we're going to compare Brady and Manning, and the argument for, for Manning is that Brady's always had a great defense to go along with his good offense. Manning really? hasn't had that. I think Bill Belichick does a great job, even if he doesn't have the talent of getting a good scheme and having a good defense. But if you look at if you, you look know, at the Super Bowl right now, Seattle has a great defense. Broncos have a great defense. Yeah, but you know the thing is, the Pats D was only really outstanding in like the early years of that era. You know when they won that 01, 02, You know yeah, when they won those three yeah, Super yeah, Bowls. Yeah. That to me was that defense was outstanding. Mm-hmm. To me. When the you know the Teddy Brewskis, the Vince Wilforks, the guys that just never get you know, you know what I'm saying yeah, like they're always there. Yep, those guys are outstanding. Yep, I think the Patriots defense is just not good. I I, I don't think it's that good anymore. And you could say that's yeah. why Brady isn't winning championships anymore. So well, you I know think, what? I think Brady's not winning championships because they're not paying people. They're not paying people. He I don't think he has the let tools me ask, around. Him. Hold on, let me they're ask. They're overachieving hard. Oh, let me ask you this. If they if they had to go back in time, do you think they pay Wes Welker the money he deserves? Yes, they, I think so. I think they so. Would just have. for they would even, have. an even bigger fact is so Peyton Manning wouldn't get him. Just Peyton Manning getting that weapon well, in his offense that keeps it away. That's like a, well, in all fairness, such a clutch pickup. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. You know, huge. It is, huge. but in all fairness, guys, they had no idea. They had mm-hmm. no idea he was going to Denver. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They had no clue. Yeah. That's like an ex-girlfriend getting with like your best friend. Your best friend. Exactly. That's, that's literally that's what it is. is. That's the sports equivalent <laughs> of that. That is the sports equivalent. That's and, bad. And, and you could see uh, Belichick being bitter last night, getting mad at Welker for taking out taking out to leave, but I think you know it, was, such, it was a clean you, play. You know what's such BS about that like press conference? Was the thing about it was, was like the Pats have been doing that for years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Bill Belichick, 
the reason why you're not winning postseason games anymore is you're not, not filming other teams. You're not yes. fil- <laughs> you're not filming the opponent's practice anymore. I agree. He's a sleaze, but I think a He's lot a of people ball, in the NFL are sleaze ball. And, and, and that's how you win. I mean, I mean, look at Urban Meyer. We can just say that. I mean, Urban Meyer <laughs> is a sleaze ball, but guess what? The guy is a, is a winner. Yeah, he wins. So it, sometimes you do what you got to do, and that's people, what the look at Rex what, Ryan. You either love him do. or you hate him. But the guy like wins. Yeah, the guy does. wins with less. The question is, will Caldwell just win? I think so. All right, let me ask you this: Given the schedule I just read you, how many win- how many games do the Lions win next year? Very preliminary. Man. So, man, uh, I got nine. I got nine. Just just because the schedule is so difficult, I don't think we have a secondary to match up with all those great quarterbacks you're talking about. So yeah. Hopefully, Terrell Austin, who we just hired on defense, yeah, he, he comes a, in and does some things. Yeah, Gunther, bring, Gunther Cunningham wasn't getting wasn't uh, doing the job. Don't even get me he started about he Gunther wasn't Cunningham it at all. Now, uh, you know, okay, so let, let's just finish this question. I'll, we'll ask about the, we'll wrap it up with all the coordinators. But real quick, honestly, what do you think about how many wins these lines will get? It could range from 9 to 10. I think there are a couple other things that need to be answered first. We got the secondary. We have a receiving core that doesn't catch the ball. So real quick. So uh, hold, hold on, hold on. Okay, okay. So we got the secondary that they're weak. The receiving right. core that doesn't catch the ball. And we have a head coach that's trying to come in and sweep everybody out on this Lions organization to try to rebuild. And they are. It's a slow process. For me, I don't want to look at I don't want to look at it too early. It depends on the draft. It depends on who they bring in for the offensive coordinator. Right now, it, with the roster in place, how many wins do you think the Lions can get? Eight to ten. Give, right. number. Give, Give me number. a number, bro. Process. What is this? Ten. Okay, you say ten. That's not. I I also say nine. It's 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 a difficult schedule. So nine wins. You know, we'll talk about it a little later about all these all these coordinators they bring in. They bring in Gun. You know, they get rid of Gunther. They bring in Terrell Austin. They bring in Bill Sheridan, linebackers head coach or linebackers coach. Pretty decent look for the Lions. I love the Jim Caldwell hire. Harry still is questioning and scratching his head, but you know what? That's the pack. We embrace the Spartan debate. We'll take a quick break, and we're going to come back with MSU basketball. Faith and Lou Hayes is in studio, our lead reporter for men's basketball here and Impact Sports. So we'll bring Hayes in studio. Faith, Lou, we're embracing the Spartan debate only on the pack, 88.9 FM. You're listening to the pack on 88.9 FM, WDBM East Lansing. For some high school students, school can be a dangerous place. A lot of gamers look at you as a game member, too. For some, just being in school can be a struggle. I wouldn't go to school. I didn't care about what my mom said. My mom would tell me, like, what are you doing for yourself? You're not doing nothing. But despite all the obstacles, inside every high school student is a graduate. People look down on you if you don't have a diploma. I want to graduate because they say I won't. Go to BoostUp.org and find out how you can help a friend, a son, a daughter finish high school. BoostUp.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Tuesday nights from 8 until midnight, the Impact's progressive torch and twang brings you the best in alternative country and grassroots music. Only on Impact Primetime. You're listening to coverage of Spartan sports like never before as we embrace the Spartan debate here on The Pack. That is that is right. We are back and embracing the Spartan debate. I'm your host, Fino. Every Monday from 7 to 8, you can catch the Pact, per usual, on 88.9 FM, or you can stream it online at um, impact89fm.org or impact89fm.org slash sports. 
Or you can call in and chat, argue with Faith Lou and Hayes and myself, 517-432-3893. 517-432-3893 is our number. Guys, Faith, Lou, Hayes, Hayes is here. And, you know, this man, Michigan State basketball team, to me, has – we spoke about it last week. I'm pleasantly surprised. 17-1, undefeated in the Big Ten. They're 6-0. and They look absolutely outstanding. But mainly – Hayes, you know, this week, you know, you're on the road against Northwestern. It's absolutely horrific. That team, I mean, I, I'm just kidding. That team sucks. Um, 54 and, you know, 54 to 40. They win by 14. And this game that I was marking, State Farm Arena, formerly known as Assembly Hall, as I referred to last week, at Illinois. I thought this was a game that they could have lost if they were sleeping, but they win by 16. Well, it was really the, I, th- I thought it was the first real road test for Michigan State, mm-hmm. that game, because. Before that, they had played at Indiana, but it was during break. The, nobody was there. Mm-hmm. Um, they played at, or I guess, really the only other one would probably be at Oakland, maybe, or at Texas, too. But once but the again, thing, when they played Oakland, they played at the Palace, and it was full of right. MSU fans. Oh, that's true. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, to me, that Illinois game was the first true road game. Absolutely. And, yeah. and when you look at that, okay, like you mentioned, Indiana, no one was there. And then you play Ohio State at home. And then you need to go to overtime. You play Minnesota at home. You need to escape overtime. I know you win by 12. Box score looks inflated. But when you look at what Iowa just did, I think to me, I know it's coming up in a couple games, that game is asterisked a million times for Michigan State basketball. Because that game against Iowa, whew, that team is ready to play, Hayes. Iowa's sneaky good this year, which is surprising that they're sneaking up on everybody. And I think Fran everybody McCaffrey. kind of screwed up on that because Iowa should have made the tournament last year by a lot of accounts. Um, they were a good team yeah, they got last screwed. year. Yeah, and and I think they've only improved upon that this year. Um, and Marble's getting Marble better. He's a is, senior. I mean, yeah, he was Roy Devin Marble. This guy's. A, I mean, this guy's a hell of a, a hell of a basketball player. You know, he's averaging like sixteen. I think what it is. And you know, Hayes was telling me how bad Marble is on three point percentage. Thirty <laughs> seven. Yeah, I'm no no no. He's Marble's thirty seven percent. Thirty seven percent. Yeah, something like that. He's thirty seven, but Harris is. Uh, Gary Harris is thirty one percent. Yeah, he's thirty top or thirty one tops. Yeah, it's yeah, pretty it's, rough. But he keeps shooting them. He keeps, and, and that's the thing you got to shoot. But mainly for me, guys, I think the what I look at is the big moment for me is really you know Kenny Kaminsky's play has been absolutely outstanding. I think this guy's been an X factor for me. Here's here's the thing about Kenny Kaminsky, and I want everybody to understand. I, I really, really appreciate what Kenny Kaminsky's doing right now. He's shooting the lights out. His jump shot is one of the most mm-hmm. gorgeous things to watch on any really sporting is. field anywhere. Yeah. But if he doesn't figure out how to play defense, he doesn't do anything for me. Because he put in six points last game, but you got to ask how many times was he the revolving door letting whoever it was that he was guarding blow past him. Because his lateral movement is brutal right now. Yeah. you got to get side to side. Faith, what do you think about that? <laughs> Kenny Kaminsky, he's, just, he's saying he's just overvalued at this point. I understand the defense thing. I definitely think defense is highly valuable, especially in the game of basketball. But I think he's been great about filling in, and he's get, gaining mm-hmm. that experience because it's going to, in the end, you know, deepen the bench for Izzo. And he is contributing. They're winning. He's adding points. Yeah, he does need to work on his defense. But give give a few shots, points. I think he's stepping up. I think he's going to be a role player, hopefully. And he's young, so he's a young kiddo. Well, and that's the thing. He's got four. I mean, this is his first year of eligibility, so he's got he's got three years to figure out how to play defense. He's got a lot of years to play defense, but I think the thing is, guys, with Payne out, they're just looking for any offensive contri- contribution at this point. And I know, I, and I know Lou's got a take, and we'll get his take right now. 
is to me Kenny Kaminsky defensively is suspect, but I still think he's an asset for the offense. I think that's absolutely true. I think uh, you just need him when you look at Kenny Kaminsky. Obviously, his defense is suspect. I don't think anyone's questioning that. Without but I mean, he plays ten minutes a game. Not bad. He's shooting what sixty. 60-some percent from behind the arc. That's pretty incredible. I think, I mean, not only is he putting up points, but I think more so his value right now is just kind of a distraction for those other, the big players. You know, the pressure's on them, especially with these injuries and pain being out. I think it's a nice distraction for Harris, who is only shooting 31, to see a guy who gets 10 minutes come out there and kind of save his butt a little bit by putting in three three pointers a game you know that's it's pretty valuable yeah i mean let me break it down for you guys um and if we're, you know that is that is lou with his take and we do have our lead soccer uh, soccer we at least basketball reporter andrew hayes here Whoa, with what us. are we talking about right right i keep thinking yales is always here but no we got hayes lead basketball reporter for impact sports guys Kaminsky's playing in 11 games averaging 10 and a half minutes okay 5.6 points a game and lou he's actually 58 percent prey on the arc so he's under down at 60 basically hayes he's coming this guy's coming back down to earth now you know exactly, he's come back down to earth. Well, and he had the one game against Minnesota where he was just lights out. Yeah, that but was other, oh, and, it was beautiful, right? And that was fantastic to watch. And that was almost he kind of spoiled us with that one because in the Ohio State game between the Ohio State game and the Minnesota game, he missed three three pointers and he took eleven. So when you have a stretch like that, people are automatically going to say, you know, wow, look at that over there, it's a big explosion. But he's kind of come back down, like you said, he shot fifty percent from three point the past two games. He's, you know, he's had limited minutes compared to the previous two games where he was lighting up the scoreboards. Um, uh, so, yeah. I mean, the, the thing with me with Kaminsky is, and I'll read you his last five games, okay? In, you know, this is Indiana, Ohio State, Minnesota, Northwestern, Illinois. 11 minutes, 16, 23. That was Hayes' mention where he scored 15. 11 minutes against a horrific Northwestern team, which they never really were looking good. And then 10 minutes against Illinois. Six points against Illinois, three points against Northwestern, 15 against Minnesota, nine against Ohio State, and three against Indiana. Basically, what I think about Kenny Kaminsky is, for me, he's just a shooter because he's not physical at all. This guy's not physical. He doesn't draw free throws at all. Well, that's what – go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, I just think that he probably hasn't – like you said, it's his first year playing. So I don't think he actually has that experience yet, and that's why having Payne, having you know Costello out, some some of those guys who are out, it gives him the experience to step up to get that you know. I mean, the the thing with me, Kaminsky is he's got thirteen rebounds all season. That's that's not, and he's that's what's crazy is, and that's all what I season. forget. That's what I forget about Kenny Kaminsky every time I'm watching him. He that guy's six eight. He's two yeah, inches shorter than Adrian not, Payne, but you would never he, know it because the, he based has, on the way that he plays, he's six eight. Okay. <clears throat> I can't believe this guy's older than me. All right, um, this guy's younger than me. He's a freshman. But the thing is, he's 6'8", and he's got 13 Red Mouths all season? What? That I'm, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> he's not physical, Lou. I mean, the guy has – I mean, look at the free throw attempts. Not even made, guys. Attempts. Didn't have a free throw attempt in any of the last five games, and he had one attempt, which he made, which was an and one, um, against Illinois. The guy is not physical. He had two boards. In 10 minutes, he had two boards. In 23 minutes of basketball against Minnesota, he had one friggin' rebound. One. I think you guys should give the guy a little break. I mean, obviously. One rebound? He's 6'8". I know. I know. But that's not that's not his game. And, it, I mean, 25 he's out on the court for 25 minutes. I mean, that's because Izzo felt comfortable in that game. Because, I mean, just look at the score. But, uh, 
I, I don't think that he's out there for rebounding. He's not out there to be physical. Would it be nice? Yes. But, I mean, the guy's not the greatest basketball player of all time. He's out there no. to get those those three-pointers for you. I, and I think that that's his value. I think Izzo understands that. But he's a that. forward. Yeah, but, I mean... I guess he's a. Fo- I mean, I mean, I, I. I don't know, but that's still not what he's. Uh, that's not his place in the lineup. Small, I think he kind of knows his role. Small, and he performs Michigan it. State has a small forward that averages one point two rebounds a game. Just sit on that for a second. <laughs> Terrific. That's it. Yeah. Hey, I mean, well, and here, here's my here's my response. And I'm, being, to, I'm being critical, right? I, and I, so I really am I. And that's the thing is, you know, it's like jobs, I said, but... it's not that I I think Kenny Kaminsky's a bad basketball player. No, I think he's gonna get better. But right now. I would like to see more of him before I'm all jumping in. Yes, he's the answer for Gary Harris. Everyone's just like, Gary yes, Harris. exactly, yes, 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 yes I mean, all day I'm long. Like, no, but let's chill. take a step back and I say agree. we need a bigger sample size because you've been reading off his past five games because that's all the games that he's played in this year mm-hmm. because he's had a whole bunch of off-the-court stuff, and he's been dealing with that. And I think he's starting to get it back together, and I don't think that's. I hope that's not going to be an issue anymore because I don't yeah. know how much more leeway Izzo will give him. But right now, he's starting to get it together, and you know, guys, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna put in perspective for you. Russell Bird is averaging more rebounds a game than Kenny <laughs> Kaminsky. Russell Bird, just let that sink in for a second. And Russell Bird has played in three less games. Wow. Schilling to me is breaking out. The guy's Schilling, okay, has is averaging more rebounds a game than him. Gavin Schilling. Is Sh- that- Schilling's gonna get there. I'm gonna tell you that right no, no, now. No, no, I like Schilling. But the point is, Schilling does not have his size. Schilling's six nine. He's six nine? Yeah. I thought it was six seven around. No, he's six nine. He's a big dude, and he's- especially for a true freshman, he's like six nine, two forty, I think. And Right yeah, they have now, him listed at 6'9". Right right this now, reminds me how short I am. <laughs> right? <laughs> right now, his game is all in his head. If you watch him, every single thing, it looks like the stage la- is just too big for him right now. And he'll grow out of that. Yeah. But right now, that's where he's at. And that's why, as, as painful as it kind of is to watch him develop, he's going to get there. To me, when I look at Kenny Kaminsky, though, Faith, it, it would, I think when guys get healthy, I think this guy can quickly fall out of this rotation. I really think so. I think he can fall out of the rotation because when guys get hot faith and start playing great basketball, Izzo's not going to put up with someone like six eight and not re- – you got to re- – Tom Izzo's MO is rebounding. I mean – No, I completely can agree. agree on that. Trust me. But I do think it deepens Izzo's bench so that it if does. other things do, do happen, that he can rely on Kaminsky to bring in some energy, make those three-pointers, change the game a little bit, get the guys hyped. That's my take. I mean – the most shocking thing to me, Lou, is, okay, Gavin Schilling, whatever, fine. But Travis Trice even averages more rebounds than this guy. And he's a guard. He's arguably at one. Yeah, well, what you said earlier, I think you're right. I think as the season goes on, he's going to get fewer and fewer minutes, and he might not even be the in the lineup. But I don't think that's a problem. That's the point I was trying to make earlier, is right now, at this point in the season, middle of the season, you know, we have these injury troubles. Mm-hmm. Gary Harris is struggling from the three-point line. He's been bad. He's been real bad. For his, and, sta- for his standard, Hayes, he's been bad. Yeah. I mean, 31%, I don't think anyone's going to argue that that's incredible. But at, I think at this point, he's just a distraction. I said that earlier, and I'm going to say it again, because I think that's what he is. He's not a key player. He's not going to be a key player in la- later in the season by any means. And right now, he's a distraction. I think it's good for the team. Kind of get him out of this injury bug, get him through over this hump. And, I mean, look where we are. Best start in school history, so... Best start in school history, but Hayes, come back to me. What's up with Alex Gana? 
I mean, give me that. What is up with this clown? You know what? I, <laughs> I call him a clown. I, I can't. I can't figure out the Alex Gauna no. situation. It doesn't make any sense to me. The kid has been. I mean, when he first came into Michigan State, he was supposed to be this guy who. That's why I'm saying, what's up? Slowly going to develop, but sort of, kind of might not. We don't know. Yeah. And right now, the the only really the best part about what he's doing right now is he's staying out of foul trouble. Because Which is like bare minimum to ask right, for. Just barely. <laughs> but right now when you have pain out, you need somebody to come you in need and bigs. give you Costello need a blow. And especially with, with when Dawson was, was out and uh, mm-hmm. not out but just kind of off with whatever it was he was dealing with. To have him – and he's he's coming around. He didn't play well against Illinois. But to see him get double-digit minutes against Northwestern and Minnesota, that's good stuff for – Yeah, I mean the thing is for me – the thing is, for me, when I see at, at this whole, you know, at this whole team is, look, I, I expect better play from Costello, and I'm being real critical. Ghana has been to me the most disappointing because, as you mentioned, we've been waiting on Alex Ghana for years, and he, he's still not there. I think at this point, Kenny Kaminsky is showing more potential than he is, and that's not really saying you all. have a problem with Kenny. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. I'm totally. Like <laughs> I, I, the thing with Kenny is, to me, if you're a big and you're a forward and you don't rebound, I have a problem with you. Because if you're six nine, you have to rebound in this game. Yeah. When when right. when Travis Trice is is out rebounding you, that's a problem. And I cannot compare him to Denzel Valentine because as quirky as Denzel Valentine is, the guy's a hell of a basketball player. And he has his on and his off games. Well, you know what Izzo said today at his press conference? He said that that game against Illinois was probably Denzel Valentine's best game. I saw game. that. And I think. And what do you think about those comments? I think that's pretty accurate because one thing that Izzo has been harping on and trying to get Valentine to understand is that Valentine just needs to play within himself. He needs to just play his role, make good passes, shoot when he has the shot. Don't He doesn't need to be the superstar athlete that he sometimes tries to be. And I think him playing the way that he played against Illinois and seeing how successful he was and how successful the team was around him because of how he played, I think that's going to help him. It's going to help the team. And it went miles for Izzo seeing Valentine understand how he needs to play. This is for you box for you box score gurus. This is what Tom Izzo saw. He saw 67% beyond the, in the field. He saw 67% beyond the arc. He saw okay, he missed one free throw, 11 boards. Remember, this guy is a 3. I you know, I mean, he's a 3. He's a small forward. 11 boards, 4 assists, and guess what? Valentine didn't turn the ball over. Huge. Yay. He had one <laughs> turnover cuz for me you can guarantee yourself every game to get Denzel Valentine will give you three turnovers for me. Most three, days. three turnovers, and, he, and not to mention fifteen points. And to me, I what is that a season? That's a season high for him, I believe. It is. So yeah, um, it, it, it's an exceptional game, and I, 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 you know, for for Denzel, and we mentioned the, the X factor about being Dawson and how he's playing, and I think Dawson's something else. I think he had nine points, six boards, but, great defense. They they did a good job of establishing him in the post too, which is something they haven't really done up to up until this point. They ran plays that went through Dawson, and they tried to establish him as a guy that can go up and score points down low, but also worked on his passing, working in and out to uh, to set up the shooters. Yeah, I mean, there's no doubt for for Dawson, you gotta get for Dawson. And Lou's killing me. He wants me to go to break, but um, the thing the thing is with Dawson, and I, I want to get just quick hits on Hayes here. The thing with Dawson for me is they gotta get him shots down low. He's not a shooter. Get him down low. Yeah, and I, I think that's what you got him. But hey, before Lou absolutely annihilates me, um, <laughs> I want I want your take on these two games. We have Michigan on the twenty fifth, Michigan State against Michigan on the twenty fifth, and this game at um, at Iowa. What do you got for these two? 
the Michigan game, I think, is uh, is going to be tough. I, I I hope they can bring back Payne by then. But You're doubtful. Do you think we immediately need him back? I don't think they need him back against Indiana. I think they'll be okay against Indiana. They played well against Indiana the last game, beat them by 17, which if I feel as good as I do about that game, then they'll probably lose by something like 40. Um, wow. <laughs> but uh, but no, the Michigan game, it's it's tough to say. Michigan is hot right now. I mean, that that team is I cannot believe it. I can, I'm so, I am so shocked they beat Wisconsin by seven at the Colts. That was unbelievable. That was absolutely I was not expecting that. And I mean, I got to know Bennett Sports. <laughs> no kidding. Um, but the thing, the so thing, you like you like them to win the game. I like Michigan State to win both of these games, and here's why. One thing that's being overlooked amongst all of the high-powered scorers and all of that in Michigan State basketball right now is the unbelievable defensive play by Keith Appling and Gary Harris. Both of those guys are, as I said today, he doesn't think that there's a better backcourt defensively in the nation. And I, I would agree, tandem, I would agree with that. I, I totally defensively, agree. I'm with on you on defensive, that one. On the defensive side and the offensive side. I'm with you on so, that one. And and that's and that's what makes the difference for Michigan State right now. And uh, I'll, I'll I'll cut it off there before <laughs> Lou comes flying. through. Yeah, before he comes <laughs> flying through and absolutely, like I said, annihilates me. But look, it's two teams that are undefeated in the Big Ten: Michigan and Michigan State. The winner is going to be the only team left undefeated in the Big Ten. So we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back. We'll have a roundtable: Peyton versus Manning. Who is a better or Peyton versus Manning? Wow, Peyton is Manning. Peyton versus Brady. <laughs> so let's talk. We'll talk about that. We'll bring everything back in the pack at eight point nine FM. This is Fino. You're listening to The Pact on 88.9 FM, WDBM, East Lansing. Smoking Helpline. Yes, I need to start smoking right away. Excuse me? I need to start smoking. Well, actually, it's the Stop Smoking Helpline. The people in the apartment next to mine smoke three packs a day, and it drives me crazy. So I'm thinking four packs will do it. I think you want mysmokefreeapartment.org. It gives you the information you need to work toward a smoke-free apartment building. A smoke-free building? Without all that smoking? Uh, yeah, that's right. Make your apartment smoke-free without making a stink. Mysmokefreeapartment.org. For more variety than you'll hear on any other station, listen to the Impact Primetime, Primetime, where you can find a different specialty show every night of the week. Wednesday nights from 8 until midnight, it's the Impact's Accidental Blues, your source for great blues music, news, and concert information. Only on Impact Primetime. Hola, my name is Esperanza. After a tragic incident, I was forced from a life of riches in Mexico to a life of poverty in the United States. My mother has become ill and we have become separated from our family. Now I must work for both of us to try to bring the rest of our family together. My name is Esperanza and I am trying to survive. Explore new worlds. Read my story in the novel Esperanza Rising by Pam Muñoz Ryan. For other great book ideas, visit your local library or log on to literacy.gov. Brought to you by the Library of Congress and the Ad Council. And now back to the Pact here on 88.9 FM. That is right, guys. We're back on the Pact. I'm still alive. Lou didn't kill me. Only on 88.9 FM, 7.43 Eastern Time, 517-432-3893 is our number. Fino alongside Harry Austin, Faith, and Lou. Um, guys, I mean, we're bringing, back, we're bringing everyone back here for this Pact Roundtable. And it's honestly, who is a better quarterback? As we mentioned, is it Brady? Is it Manning? Overall, we're talking these two guys. These guys is the stuff that we're talking about. And honestly, to me, is who is a better quarterback? I mean, I have my opinion. I think it's Peyton Manning. I know Peyton in this game, 
He did dominate completely. He just looks so elite in this game. Mount Brady just doesn't have the weapons anymore. He just doesn't. 24 for 38, 277, one touchdown, no picks. Good game for Brady's standard, but guess what? Peyton just too friggin' good. 32 for 43, 400 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. QBR outstanding, RTG outstanding rating. So for me, guys, I'm curious to know, in this game, Lou, you know, it was Manning's game, really, and I, the pass just didn't have a chance. No, I mean, it was. It didn't really live up to the hype. I was kind of disappointed with if they the overall that, entertainment Yeah, value. if they would have got that two-point conversion, though, at the end, I was praying yeah. for it. That, that would have been like a That would have been nice. But, Speaking yeah. of running into the end zone, I want to bring something up uh, uh, about Brady. Did you see him slip that tackle against that? Uh, I saw that. That guy should he, he just should get cut from the team yeah, immediately. So <laughs> like you're not playing in the Super Bowl. You yeah. just got a in tackle world. broken by yeah, Tom Brady. Not, like no, yeah. in a world where no one slips it out. <laughs> yeah, it, that was it, incredible. It is absolutely ridiculous. I'm just like Hey, ring a ding ding. Yeah, you're not playing you're not playing the NFL ever again. Yeah, he's gonna get that phone call. Yeah, he's gonna get that phone call and hopefully it wasn't um like, that was shocking because it's not shocking because <laughs> you slip that tackle and you look terrible. So oh my gosh. Um but yeah, so I don't know. What do you think, Harry? Uh, better quarterback. I got Brady. I got so, Brady. And I didn't get your Lou, I didn't get your better quarterback take, but we'll I think overall skill I'd say Peyton Manning. Okay, we'll come back to that. But okay, so who do you got? <laughs> I'm not like you guys. I don't like these knee jerk reactions. I know I know Peyton Manning. What do you mean knee jerk reactions? Peyton Manning looked good yesterday, but I think overall body of work, I got Brady. Why? I think, I think he does more with less. I think he does more, does in the more playoffs. with less. Yes, I think <laughs> he hasn't had the types of receivers that Peyton has had to throw to. Peyton, Peyton makes receivers. Peyton has not made receivers. He's had Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark. I mean, right now he has Damaris Thomas, who p- played well when Tim Tebow was the quarterback. Julius Thomas, who's an absolute baller. Wes Welker, who was also with I don't know, was I also think... with uh, Brady in New England, but now he's with Manning, and they just have a super team. I mean, I think Brady. I think Brady makes receivers too, but like you could argue that Brady made Wes Welker, but I, I uh, yeah because. Well, in Florida, he was terrible. Yeah, I agree, but in Miami. the fact that Wes Welker's kind of had a fortunate career. I mean, to play with two quarterbacks like Brady and Manning your whole career is, is I mean, you can't be doing anything wrong. But there. he's also a great ball player. Yeah, but he's so, a good ball player. So he's done yeah, well in both before situations. I absolutely eviscerate you for your opinion, I want to know what these two guys think, Faith and Austin. Faith, better quarterback, Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, overall. Manning. Okay, I'm, but... with, I'm on Team Faith. But I do want to talk about the whole Brady thing because, you know, here you look at Manning. Three licks for Faith. Oh, God. All right. All right. Whatever. Um, but you look at Manning and his team protects him. Brady, he's getting beat up. You know, Faith, I'm so glad you brought that up. But did you guys see the protection Peyton Manning had in that game? Yeah, my was... voice cracked. But, like, <laughs> did you? Squealing now. Yeah, right? I'm just like, um, that was shocking. But I, but did you see the protection? <laughs> I read of the soundboard already. Yeah. But the thing is. Guys, the protection Peyton Manning had was flawless. Incredible. I mean, it was almost shocking. You do have to chalk that up to Peyton Manning. His Omahas, they're doing something with that offensive line. You know what I mean? He's He's a great quarterback. Peyton Manning's a stud. I mean, he's awesome. He's a stud. He's babe. I mean, I mean, you look at that. Brady is at a deficit already just because of that line. It's not only the line, though. I mean, he's lost. They need a running back. He's lost. I mean, they lost receivers. They lost. They need a good running back. I mean, you know, he was throwing that killer. They got to call Larry Caper for some running back play. (laughs) But the thing is, awesome. What do you got? Better quarterback, Brady Manning. Pitt Manning, hands down, no questions asked. 
I didn't just join this bandwagon either. I've always been a Peyton Manning fanatic. I think he is one of the smartest quarterbacks in the league. He's an intelligent player. He's a leader on and off the field. He's fun. He's charismatic. He's a good guy. In in, in in interviews, but, you know, yeah, he's a great, so, where we meet him through the media, where this little library has come from. Yeah, so Tom Brady's a great guy, too. But the, the thing is, for me, that hits home is I know Harry's going to be like, oh, my God, Fino, you're such a stats guy. But it's I, I am a stats guy because that's what it's about. You look at it, Peyton Manning has 491 touchdown passes. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady, what did he have, like – it's it's clear yeah, he's 359. Yeah. I mean, not to mention the fact is he's one year younger. He's had the durability except for that one year where he tore they both, it. Yeah, they've both they had both one, missed that one, year, one year, year. Yep, yep. Their durability is almost equal. So it's right there. Yep. So if you look at the intangibles, I don't know. I I'm I'm on team I'm on team Peyton Manning too, because I can never root for Tom Brady. <laughs> I can never root for Tom Brady. I can never root for him. But the thing is, he's a great quarterback. He doesn't have the weapons anymore. It's over. Gigs up. I feel like Scarface at the end. Of, I mean, at, at the end of Scarface. You know, you guys are all coming at me, but we're gonna talk stats. I'm gonna talk about the in 03. Say Payton, to my little friend. Exactly. In 03, <laughs> Peyton takes a 41-0 loss to the Jets in the playoffs. 04, he throws four picks against the Patriots in the AFC Championship. 08, in the Super Bowl, he throws a pick six to lose the game. Essentially, seals the game for the Saints. He's 11 and 11 in the playoffs. Oh come on. Brady is 18 and eight. Most wins all time for a quarterback. Brady won the uh, won the Super Bowl the first year he started in the playoffs. I think that's that's intangibles right there to come in when Bledsoe got hurt. Come in, leads the team. I think that's phenomenal by him. Okay, there's no doubt he's a better playoff quarterback, Lou. I mean, so I, I would agree with that's that. That's what defines great quarterbacks. What else would you want from a quarterback? I mean, they both won Super Bowls. I think it's like I said. I think cor- if you're classifying it by skill, I think Peyton Manning has to yeah. take it just because Without of that ball that he throws. Yeah, I agree. He I mean, it's the, it's yeah. unbelievable. If we're judging, I don't by, think anybody. If we're judging about championships, Eli Manning's a better quarterback than Tom Brady. Not even no. just the ball that he throws. Not at all. Though. Because Brady's can't beat won him. three. Eli Manning's won one too, and he has beaten Brady a couple times. He's, but all I'm all I'm gonna say is that Brady, Tom Brady has never been Eli Manning. If you had to, if you had to, if you had one game to pick a quarterback to to one game, your life was on the line. I put a gun to your head, and said you got to win this game. Who are you drafting as your quarterback, Brady or Manning? Manning. 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 Yeah, I would so go Brady. We, we all just agreed that Brady was a better playoff under. I don't care. Quarterback. Yeah, I, I would. Go I didn't Manning. agree. I mean, I'll give you that he has more wins, but I would still rather have Peyton Manning on their center. Mm-hmm. Me too. Period. He controls it. He controls the game. He dictates the game. He dictates the game, but he also he has, makes receivers. Last year, he threw a pick in OT to lose the game against the Ravens in, in OT on the game winning drive. Oh, that game was that, that, that game was that game was bushly because they that defense blew the defense it. blew it, that but defense... Manning had the ball in his hands to win the game, and he threw a pick. Who's going to the Super Bowl right now? That's on... But compare the teams. I mean, this Broncos <laughs> team you. is one of the best team we've seen in years. Yeah, their offense, yeah. defense, Brady. But it's just, but it's, ju- but it's just like that 07 Pats team, is it not? It's the same team, great mm-hmm. offense. It's similar, but I, I'm going to stick with Harry on this on this discussion uh, about the one game thing. Traitor, I would take please. Brady, but I mean, Benedict it's Arnold. a completely different question. I got you, if if you want to draft a guy, if obviously if you knew. I mean, this is a ridiculous concept, but <laughs> if you knew how their careers were going to pan out and you had to draft a guy for, the, for your team for a season, who would you take? Then I would take Manning, but in a one-game situation for pressure, and in that situation, I would take Brady because he has performed and because of these turnover problems. And minus last night, 
Manning really hasn't performed that well in these high-pressure situations, and that's why I'm with Harry on that. This kills me. This, I think 11-11 in the playoffs says, says a lot about Manning in the playoffs, while Brady is 18-8. and eight. That is a huge discrepancy right there. This is, I mean, Faith, can you bail me out of this one? Are you—, are you <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, no, but, you know, I, don't, I almost don't want to be bailed out because, you know what? I disagree. And the thing is, say what you want to say— but I don't care. I'll take the best. <laughs> you know, say what you want to say. Literally, in my world, guess what? I think Peyton Manning is a better quarterback. This is going to be the only quarterback. And yet, guess what? When it's all said and done, Peyton Manning will have more championships than Tom Brady will. Peyton Manning's got to. He's got to catch up quick. He has one. Yeah, Brady I think that's three. a greedy statement there, Fina. That's I, 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 I'll, dude. It, I is, think he might be able to tie him at three, but I don't know. I can't see. Man- I, I can't see. Manning at forty-one years old, three more with the Minnesota Vikings. Brett Favre was one game away. One but you're, but Manning has to win three to win more than Brady. He has to win three He's 30, more. Well, well, you got to remember. Well, you're not That's, counting. You're not counting this year's Super Bowl. Yeah, I mean, including this year's Super Bowl, which is going to be a tough game, playing in cold weather where Manning has not fared well. Again, he it's plays gonna, in Denver. He I, plays in Denver. That it's not. It's cold in Denver. in Denver. It's thin air. It's going to be the Legion of Boom. We got Richard Sherman. He's going to call Peyton a oh, sorry. He's going to call him <laughs> mediocre. He's going to do what he does. Post-game interview, you know he's coming at Peyton's throat. <laughs> but really, though, but really, I don't see Peyton Manning doing as well in a cold-weather situation. Whenever he played at Foxborough in the playoffs, he would do a terrible job. He would never beat Peyton. I mean, he would never beat Tom in Foxborough. <laughs> you know the Papa John's commercial, better pizza, better ingredients, Papa John's? Mm-hmm. I'm better, guessing Peyton Papa Manning was a better, better quarterback, <laughs> better team. Denver Broncos. Exactly. <laughs> and that's why that's why they won. They had the better creative. team, but not better quarterback. It's a meme. But you just but. had better team. It was a team game. And, I mean, you lose. Nice. Not only do you lose Gronkowski and Hernandez, Brady's favorite targets, you also yep. take Tlaib out of the equation. I mean, what can you do? What can Brady do? What more Brady can you do? Too bad how sad. I'm huh? just going to say Brady did No, I'm saying it was out of his control. He couldn't have done anything to well, win Brady that game. But Brady didn't look that good in the game. I was watching the game. He, he looked look horrible. Who is he throwing to? Oh, it doesn't matter who he's I'm throwing. I'm in Dola and Edelman. Like, these guys... 5'10", 5'11". Put the ball in their hands. Not, he, Put the ball in their hands. I mean, he's trying. They're not he good receivers. He tried and failed. Peyton they're, tried they're, and succeeded. They're you know, not, he's I'm, throwing balls to Kemberl Tompkins. That, uh, that's I, true. I, I, I'm, d- I mean? I'm done with you two. I'm, I'm bringing Whoa. the voice of region voice of reason <laughs> and faith. Oh, of course. Um, no, but I mean, I completely agree with what they're saying. I totally get what they're saying. But, like, yeah, Brady had was beat with more hurries and knockdowns, sacks. But Manning did perform, but he did have that team behind him. He is and the you team. Can't knock, yeah. You can't knock Manny for team. performing. No, Manny performed last night. You have to give him credit. Offensively, for that. I don't know if I agree with Off- that. He is the, agree offensively, with yes, he's the he is the team. Yeah, who is that, Manny? Yes, yeah. no, 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 he, no, 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 no. He is the team. He's the team. When Eric Decker is your fourth option on offense, you have a phenomenal receiving core. Of course. So he has no Sean Moreno, who's a great running back, and I mean, obviously uh, Peyton Manning's, I call Peyton Manning's passing game makes him a great running back. I agree. I call him a good running back. He's a good running back. He's a good running back. He's so good running. You have Eric Decker, who is doing well when. Tim Tebow was the quarterback. Again, I come back to the Tim Tebow. Demarius Thomas and Eric Decker were doing well when Tim Tebow was the quarterback. Uh, you give them Peyton Manning. Then they ran him out of town. They ran him out of town. They ran him out of town. Because Elway wanted Manning, and they got Manning. So nobody's mad about that. Of course no one's mad about that. <laughs> exactly. No one's mad about that. So, but it's still- <laughs> obviously, they're going to run him out of town. Tim Tebow or Peyton Manning. Let's think about this. But I understand that. But what I'm saying is it's tough to run a quarterback out of town when they win you a playoff game against the Steelers. Well, when you're when – you're, when you're, Judging that quarterback quarterback against one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, it's it's going to be pretty simple. If you and put, you have to give a credit. If to you put Russell Von Miller in that, so if you that. put Russ, if you here's my thing, if you put Peyton Manning on the Seahawks and you put Russell Wilson on the Broncos, Seahawks win the game. Done. That 
I'm done. It would be close. It would be close. Percy Arvin. Percy Arvin's I playing. Think, what he would do with Percy Arvin is would be absolutely. I disgusting. think Percy Arvin is disgusting. But I think <laughs> I think that Seahawks defense is is a bit underrated, and I think the Broncos defense. Both these defenses are very underrated. Well, so, I, I think the Seahawks have a way better defense. I, I don't think it's way better. It's way better. I don't, uh, way better. Uh, preview, preview, preview. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? Oh, yeah. That's a very Peyton Manning. Not Peyton Manning. Peyton I got Manning. the Seahawks, man. <laughs> Peyton I got Peyton, Peyton Manning, too. Peyton Manning. Is He's the Badger, good. But I'm, I'm and he's better than Tom Wilson. Brady. All right, so, Faith, <laughs> playoff on the line. One game, as Lou would say. Oh. One game on the line. Gun to the head. Gun, gotta add, gun, gun to the head. Oh my you God. gotta win Jesus. the game. Gun to the head. Gun to the head. Gun to the head. One game. Who's your quarterback? You can't do this to a girl. No. Manning. Thank you. That's why I said Faith. Sorry, Faith guys. is the voice of reason. Because guess what? In a world. Faith got it got it right. Okay? So Faith got it right. Period. So okay. you buy me Chipotle after? Uh, hey, ring a ding ding. I don't think so. <laughs> uh, Lou, so you know what? So let me ask you this. We'll do a, you know, a very brief, quick Super Bowl prediction. If you, well, you know, Let me ask you this. You know, screw the Super Bowl prediction. Let me ask you this. If you put Brady... No, I don't want anything to do with Tom Brady. If you put Manning on the <laughs> oh Seahawks, yeah. If, if you put Peyton Manning on the Seahawks and you put Russell Wilson on the Broncos, who wins the game? Seahawks. I don't think there's a question about Thank that. You. But it sounds like you're writing off the Seahawks with Russell Wilson. I'm not because I'm who not. I also think, in my humble opinion, I I, I think I'm going to pick them. Dark horse team coming in. Lob. 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 Baby. Um, that was shocking. Not, re- not really, because I'm not shocked at all that you would pick them. But let me ask you this, though. Okay, I don't, I don't care who, I don't care who is in the Super Bowl. I don't care if Bueller's in the Super Bowl. The point I'm trying to make to you is, no team would beat Peyton Manning this year. That's nobody. 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 And can we agree on that? Peyton Manning is on the field for the first four weeks of the NFL season. Just nobody was going to beat Peyton you Manning just knew this it. season. You just know it. Right. And the thing is, you're going to get guys who are going to be coming off contracts. They want to get the big dollars. They want to get the big money and whatever. And, you know, forget about it. The point is. Forget about it. The point is, they're going to want to go to other places and they're going to expect to get the same production like they have paint. And you don't realize until you get something, until it's gone. You don't realize until what you have, until it's gone. And I think Brady is He's licking his. He's realizing that. He's realizing. Brady that. is licking his chops. He goes, I think we should have paid him. We should have paid Wes Welker. They definitely should have kept Wes Welker. And, and they pay- sh- he should have kept Aaron Hernandez and- off the streets. That's what he should have done. He should yeah, have it's true. Hernandez See, it's fun because now Wes Welker is helping Peyton Manning to get these uh, 5,477 passing yards in the season and 55 touchdowns. And Tom Brady has never done that. Because, guys, I think Tom Brady is an accomplished quarterback. The- <laughs> Brady is an accomplished quarterback in the playoffs, but guess what, guys? I'll take my chances with the will be five time MVP. I'll take my chances with the most was that eleven Pro Bowl selections. I will take my chances with a seven time first team All Pro. I'll take Peyton Manning any day of the week. You'll take Tom Brady, but guess what? In Fino's world, world. where he takes Peyton Manning, I like him. I like him, and you know I don't care what anyone says. We're going with Peyton Manning. So really, guys, for Austin. For Harry, for Faith, and Lou, guys, pretty nice embrace in the Spartan debate. We'll come back next week as we always do, 7 8 on Mondays on 88.9 FM. We're having trouble with the transmitter. You can always stream it online, impact89fm.org slash sports or impact89fm.org. Don't do the sports or do the sports. 
Do the sports. Do the 517-432-3893 is the number as always. Look for our special pack content on the Packed Extra. Fino's Rant every Sunday night. Look for that on our website. And this week we had Austin submit an article. Check him out. Will the Wings playoff streak of 22 seasons be snapped? Austin doesn't think so. But guess what? Neither do I. For all everyone on the Packed, I'm Fino and all my panelists. You catch us here every Monday, only on the Packed.